Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. You are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. everybody you're listening to and watching the cindy cochran show on youtube live facebook live and uh, i mean it's not facebook live it's facebook but it's live on facebook and i i mean every platform you can think of we're on somewhere so uh we just want to thank very much want to thank uh the chris wooten not it's not chris wooten it's wooten financial group but he's head of the group so you can call and you can call this number right now and you can ask for Chris and he'll be glad to talk to you. It's 936-449-5952. And anyone that's worried about their retirement and worried about, I got all this money I don't know what to do with, Chris can help you with that. And if you feel like, I don't have enough money, it's not going to last me. I mean, it's not going to last me long enough and I don't know what to do. Chris will help you with that. But he is also doing things like uh, income, income tax, estate investment, and insurance planning. There's a lot of, of uh, facets to their, their business, and they got the greatest team, so you'll be safe in their hands. You, you will love them. But we want to thank him so much for being a sponsor to our show, and he's our first sponsor. And if you know of others, just let me know, and we'll, uh, we'll make it happen for them and get them right out front in front of all the Conroe and New Waverly and all the people that uh, this this show goes to. Anyway, I want to uh, first talk about the fact that uh, we do have a guest today. We just don't know where he is yet. And I'm sure he'll be running in here at any minute, uh, like I've been known to do as well. So I can't say anything to him about it. But I, I got to talk about I'm so glad he's not here for just a second because I want to talk about the IRS people. This, you know, this Congress came in and the first thing they do is they're going to defund this payment of 74,000 IRS agents. And so I think that's great. I really think that is great. But I do want to warn the, the congressman that in the application with all these thousands and thousands of IRS agents that have applied, they were issued a firearm so that they could, I guess, protect themselves. Or if you didn't want to give them the money, they had some way, some leverage. I don't know what that was. But anyway, I would be leery of uh, making them too mad or they should have actually made sure that they haven't gotten received the uh, firearms yet and haven't been taking 
taking and training and all. But uh, so there's about 74,000 people that are really disappointed that they're not going to be working to uh, try and come after your money. But I'm, I'm sure a lot of it's for a good cause and they're really good people and not saying that they're all, you know, money grubbing. No, I'm not saying that. My sister is a CPA and I love to talk to her about IRS agents because I, I was called, I was on the freeway in Dallas and going somewhere to a business meeting and I'm not even thinking about anything, but oh, my phone rings. So let me take this. And so I, I say, hello. And they say, is this Cindy Cochran? I said, yes, this is the IRS. My knees, I, I couldn't feel anything from my knee to the, you know, to the, it, it was terrible. I could hardly push the gas down. It was, I was so scared. I've never had someone say, this is the IRS. Uh, we need you to give us this information and um, uh, you're in trouble. And I'm, I'm just uh, flabbergasted. So I said, um, okay, well, let me get to where I'm not driving and then I'll, I'll call you. Can you give me your number? And they said, no, we don't give out our number, but I'll call you, you know, kind of thing. So I called my sister and I said, the IRS just called me on the phone. She says, no, the IRS will never call you. If somebody calls you and says they're the IRS, they are not the IRS. So you don't have to worry about that. It's, uh, it's not, it's no problem. It's uh, going to be fine. And I will, uh, I'll take care of it. So just give me the number that they called you on. And I gave her that number and, uh, Hello, Teak. I've got my guest right here. Teak, I'm so glad you made it. Do you want to sit in that chair? I don't know. You want me to sit in that chair? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, next to you. Full blown. And that's the, the paper that will uh, sign away okay. uh, all your barmaids and stuff like that. No, it's not really. It's not the barmaids. We, um, you've got some beautiful barmaids. You People that work in your place are really nice looking. Are you the one that hires all of them? <laughs> the goal is to find people that can take care of people. No, it's, not uh, the way they look. It works both ways, and it's a benefit. And you probably are going to need to get really close to that mic, because I know you can project whenever you're yelling at the kids. But um, uh, we never yell. You you never yell, right? No. Okay. Um, anyway, that's Richard. Hi, Richard. Do you remember Richard from? We've met before. Yes, yes. You have been on a show here before, but. Uh, but you've never been on the Cindy Cochran show, so it's, a, it's an exclusive. It's an exclusive, and I'm sure that you've got it on on all the TV screens no. in your place. <laughs> um, no, and that's not necessarily because we don't want to, but, you know, there's all <laughs> kinds of rights and stuff that you pay for when you, have, when you play radio and television in your restaurant. Really? ASCAP and all those good things. Even so. if it's a community radio it station? Matter. Oh, my word. Well, that's a shame. So it is a shame. It is. And we're talking about his place of business he's the manager of is the Pacific Yard House that's right here in Conroe on the street is Metcalf? Pacific and Metcalf. Metcalf. Okay. And uh, did, did oh, the other day when I came in to find you, um, I walked around that building maybe twice. I did not recognize door the entrance door to go into i was trying to get in the back door the side door and all that and then i finally walked just a little bit further and there it was and i said this probably isn't open so i pulled it and it was open and there you were and it's beautiful inside because i 
I remember when it started being built and we'd go over there and just stand and go like, and they're going to have steaks and they're going to have, or think of all the food that, that was going to be, that we was rumored to be, that was going to be. Uh, so it was so exciting whenever it went up and it's done. It's beautiful. You have a beautiful place to work in. But you've been there how long? Um, I, it started, it opened in September-ish um, and I got there in November. Right after so you, so. yeah, you almost for day one with I'm them, aren't you? Yeah, that's. How'd they find you? Um, that's a long story. Um, I was a friend of one of Mike Postel's kids' friends, and we ran restaurants all over Houston. And um, he kind of wanted just. So he was looking for someone that could. It was having some, definitely having some issues operationally, and um, some culinary issues that just needed to be addressed, and. Um, they came and asked me if I could take it on as a project and honestly he didn't know if I could fix it it was in the worst location for a restaurant you could ever pick um, <laughs> well if the rain if the trains don't stop there yeah the trains I mean, it doesn't matter when I was there when I first got there there was no traffic on that road now there is now there is Wow so yeah we've um, I feel like we've done our job Pulling people the, down there because changing the traffic patterns of Conroe because now we have stop signs and right. easements and all kinds of stuff that we never had. Now there's a parking problem in front of our Pacific Yard house. So. I, I was when I came over there today, where I parked. I, I don't know if that's illegal. There's a gray door on the side. There was a truck and there was a car in the, the gray door. I think it was my truck actually. Yeah, so. I, I I just pulled in there because I thought if a policeman comes by, I'd say I'm I'm just going in to see. It's two seconds. I, I mean, you pick park where you can. Huh? Park where you can. Okay, and and I do Everything's have it. Everything's fair game. Now the jury parking lot it was is just right around the corner, and then um, if you're interested and need to know where you can park, if my name is Teak Danielle, you can ask me. We have a piece of property that's right there, like less than 100 yards away from the door, and um, you can park there if you need to. There's some fencing, and then uh, I don't think Wilkie's uh, badass pits is right across right across the railroad tracks. They don't mind if you park there. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, so I mean, there's places to park, but you need to ask one of us, and we'll direct you. Well, that's no, that's great. I mean, because parking is everything. When juries, the the juries are in there. Well, they'll never know. So that's good. <laughs> You know what, though? We want to take care of the locals that are going to be parking there all the time. Yeah. So as long as those people know where to park, we're good. Yeah. But I, I remember when we had the old studio that was right there on Main, and the policemen would come all the time, and they would check to see if your tire is not, if it wasn't positioned right, was going to give you a ticket. And they were all over the parking, you know, problem. And the, when the jurors came in, they tried to fill up. I mean, they would fill up that parking lot across from us, but it was, it was rough. So if you're doing stuff to help get your people into other places, that's we great. Had a, we had a we had last the end of last year, and I'm going to do it again. We had contracted with someone to come in and valet park, but they were getting there too late. By the time they got there, we were already full. So then they didn't make any money, and so they left. I'm like, well, that's your fault. So yeah, I'm just find someone else. So if anybody's listening that owns a valet company, there's plenty of places. We have at least. <coughs> At least 100 spots where you can park cars and just need to contact me. Again, my name is Teak Danielle, and um, I can help you. We can probably help one another. I love that. I love that. So, so see, you can find a job on the Sydney Cochran Show. Yes. Right. That is, and what when you do, get valet like that, do you, you contract with a company, and so, how do they pay I mean, the people they're valeting? Well, they get tips. Is they're going to charge you $5, $8 to park a car, 
and then you tip them. The valet keeps the tip and a portion of the. I mean, that's how it works. But I don't, yeah. I don't want to manage that. Valet companies have insurance for that. I don't. So. Oh sure. We need yeah. To partner with somebody that can actually uh, complete the job that I don't have to manage. Well, <laughs> what's interesting is that because of the the traffic flow at that point, where when you come out of there, when you come out. I have the hardest time the one-way deal because I just get out of a place and I'm going, oh, good, I can turn here. And you can't. It's because there's there's so many one-ways, different ways well, not in Conroe. We are. We're a little bit out of that. We've got three or four streets that are, are two-way before you get to the 105 either way. Um, so, I mean, there's ways around it down there. But to to talk about the food, I, I went through to your website, and the website is Pacific pacificyardhouse.net .net okay not uh, and and all the pictures of food did you have a photographer come in and and we take did. those yeah. oh that those were it's hard to it's hard to shoot food and so having a professional is what you got yeah that wasn't it. the first run at it either we had multiple people come in and try to do it the last it's person that we did did a great job so well i now we got to make sure it looks like that when it goes out. That's the challenge. <laughs> Do you keep the pictures up there for the chefs and say, it better look it's like this? It's real easy when you're doing five or six tickets at a time. When you get to where you're seating nearly 350 people, it becomes an issue. So your busiest times are when the music's there, or is it all, you know, doesn't matter? Uh, we get pretty busy for lunch. Um, Monday, Tuesday night is probably our slowest time. Wednesday is all you can eat, not all you can eat steaks, but uh, we have steak night on Wednesday where it's $20 for a steak. So that's pretty busy. Uh, we also have um, we also have uh, trivia on those nights. So we do have a brand new patio. So if you don't want to participate in the in the uh, trivia, it is annoying. I think it's annoying. It's a great <laughs> way for people that love trivia to come in. But if you don't enjoy the trivia, at least you can sit on the patio now and listen to music instead of trivia because it's kind of annoying. <laughs> I don't like it. Now, T, you're being so transparent. Hard, uh, so. so. Uh, that you're annoyed by the thing that you're actually bringing well, to you. It actually brings, I don't like it, but I'm not the customer. The customers love it. Mm -hmm. And I would say 80% of the customers love it. And 20% of them absolutely hate it. So those 20% <laughs> of the people can now sit on the patio and enjoy themselves on Wednesday night and uh -huh. eat their steak that's $20 and not be bothered by the trivia. So, so the $20 steak is pretty shocking because usually... You know, there's so much more. I mean, at the grocery store, they're more than than twenty dollars. So you think so? But I mean, if you guys, I mean, and that's kind of thing is buying bulk foods in the restaurant. We know kind of what it's really the supply and demand. And if you go to the store and you look at the price of ribeyes, you can find ribeyes that are less expensive, or you know, five six dollars a pound. Where the the hamburger meat and ground beef is what's expensive right now, and the chicken. Some of the things that you would think that normally are expensive are right. of value because no one's buying them because they just assume it's too expensive. So, isn't it hard for you to go to the store and shop because you yeah. know yeah. you have so much knowledge about it? And, that, and, you're yeah, like, and it's a price check both ways too because sometimes I go to the store and I'm like, hey, look, <laughs> this is your parent charging me this and it's this at the grocery store. Come on, that's so that's good. Well, at least you keep a balance of what you know what they're having to pay and in the grocery store but the deal is is i don't know what they're feeding the beef now but it is all fat they're so it's so fat you go in there and, and try and buy a, a steak. steak okay so a there's steak a or roast or well so there's a problem and a lot of it has to do with production and you know that you can grade steaks are great on their amount of fat that's content in a steak of course so it, it so makes it more flavorful steaks, yeah. 
inherently because they just assume that they're less expensive. That's actually a good thing. When you get a steak that has marbling and not just fat, right. that's a more expensive steak. Right. Well, there's no outlet for the more expensive steaks because people aren't eating out like they used to. So now the steaks that are more expensive are being pushed through the select instead of choice at the market. And so people see them and think that they're more fatty, and they're not. That's a better grade of steak, and they're pushing it through the select markets because there's not enough room for them to sell it in the open market. Okay. And that's the issue. Okay. I've been eating steaks for like 70-something years now. And so... I, I, when I go and stand there, I stand there and talk to the meat person. I said, why are y'all cutting the roast different? Why are you doing so much this this cut now before you had, like, you could buy it and it was it looked normal. And now it doesn't look normal anymore. There's so much fat in it and stuff. And he says, no, it's just a different cut. And I went, no, y'all are doing something different. Is this cheaper that, to cut it? here is this what why do you do this uh i mean people's tastes change too you know that flat irons have become more of a commodity for restaurants and for even at the house so i mean just like anybody else when the beef industry realizes that they can make more money off of selling something as a flat iron steak then that portion of the steak that you used to get all the time disappears so they have to cut it differently well that's what um he said I, he would say i can't even tell begin to tell you the story of why they do what they do but we just put it out here and we try and give you the best price that we can but um ryan um the the steaks that he's putting out now the angus steaks that he's putting out now is he's so much cheaper than anybody else and nolan ryan nolan ryan he has his own beef you know and so his are cheaper than anybody else's and i don't know how he does it i mean Again, black Angus steaks really just means black cow, and it is a different grade. But under that, under that, um, under that spectrum is supposed to be all grades of choice and higher. There's not. I mean, there is a prime as well in that market, but the um, the qualifications for choice versus upper two thirds choice and and prime are different under the black Angus. So I mean, part of it he's purchased uh, the chain of distribution. And so he can get things cheaper to the uh, market. So if you own, if you're making 25% of your profit from the meat, and you're getting 10% of your profits from the channels of distribution, you can provide a cheaper product. So that's what's going on. That's that's amazing because um, where where I shop, and if you have the card, you know, like from Kroger card, or if you have the HEB card, or whatever it is, they'll give you a discount. It's a it's a really good discount. And his is just is phenomenal. So I, I always go up and make sure I thank the the guys. Listen, thank you so much for having this work. I can afford to have a steak once in a while. But uh, I just need to come by Wednesdays. It'll be fine. See, well, now that I know that, I'll come over there and I'll get the steak over there and then bring it home and it'll be fine. Do you have Do you have t- a lot of takeout that happens from there? Um, yes, in fact, more than I like. You don't like them leaving because they're not drinking and they're not mm, getting. No, it becomes an issue. And we're looking at changing it now, especially on Fridays and Saturdays. We'll have a 20% of our of our product is going out the door through Uber Eats, and you know it costs us more to 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 work that way. And I feel like it's a not a a benefit to the customers that are actually coming to the restaurant. So be aware of people that eat on Uber Eats and DoorDash. Uh, if you need to order your order before seven o'clock on Saturday, Fridays and Saturday, or it's not going to be available. It won't be available because I need to protect my customer yeah. that comes through the door and make sure that we can feed them. Right, and then we'll feed the rest of the people. Oh, I never thought about that. So you, because you, we're busy to to know to know what's going to go out, and you're you're all planned on what's going to be there. 
Well, and also, I mean, it takes a lot longer to produce a to-go order satisfactory because those people aren't in your restaurant and you can't control what happens once it leaves the restaurant. Right, yeah. And honestly, we try to do our best and we have specialized packaging and stuff for to-go orders to make sure that the fried foods stay hot and cold. And But the, everyone knows when you order fried fish in a to-go box, it's just not the same quality. No, so we the feel moisture. like when we're that busy, the moisture of the breading will fall off. Right. It doesn't taste very good. So right. we're doing our best to ensure that the best quality gets to our customers. Not that we want to not serve anyone, but if I'd rather not serve someone than have them get product that they're like, oh, I'm not going back to Pacific Yard House. Their food's not any good. And to me, if I'm trying to serve, you know, 250 people an hour at Pacific <sighs> Yard House, I don't have time to feed the ancillary people that want to order, I'd rather have them order at a time when it's not busy so they get the food they want. And if they can't do that, then we'll just see you next time. Not that well, I'd I rather mean, do it, that than feed you and have you unhappy and not come back. Yeah, and if you can find it into the hours that are that are slower, then that's makes sense. So we get busy around 6 30. So, yeah. I mean, guess when we're going to stop serving to goes. Right. Oh, that is interesting. I'd rather have you be like, man, we can't get our, to -go, our food to go. We'll. We'll just order it early, or we'll go on Sunday when they have to-go food. So the people that are ordering from you, are they, are they calling you? We use DoorDash and Uber Eats, and then we have another okay. system called Pop Menu. So you can actually order online and pay for it and then come pick it up if you want to, or you can pay the five or six bucks it is to, per order to go get it from Uber Eats. I get it. Well, I mean, it's very convenient, but you're right about the quality of the food. And plus you have entertainment and the atmosphere that you have there is something it's like oh, and it pulls the host off the door their job is to make sure people get sat correctly their job is not to make sure that they're doing to-go orders and then oh you know, yeah and then doordash wants to take 20 percent of your revenue so it's not really profitable it's not as profitable i'd rather just take care of the people that want to come in the restaurant and we'll worry about the other people when we have time for them when you have time for them <laughs> i'm sorry we're busy i just well you're busy now if you weren't busy though it might be a different story you might, might be more it might but again i mean to me it makes more sense to make sure that people get quality food than to just get food are you open sundays yeah how we're open every day how long oh same time we, uh, do, we do brunch from 11 to 3 and we're open until 8 ish we're open until 8 um 9 during when it's lighter outside so um and then we we close it um nine on Mondays and Tuesdays, and then we're open until 10 the rest of the week. Fridays and Saturdays, so we're open till 12, and Thursdays, we close at 11. You you are that late, that 12? That's, mm -hmm. see, I thought everything just shut down. I and thought the, the kitchen, whole thing We don't down. serve food in the kitchen past 10 o'clock, um, but we have a pizza oven, and we have the best pizzas around. So. Oh, okay, you do. Okay, tell me which one is the best pizza. I mean, depends on what you like. Uh, I like pepperoni pizza with jalapenos on it that's to me that's my favorite but we have specialty pizzas and you can build whatever you want you get three toppings without a charge and then they're 50 cents after that so whatever you want we'll make it for you, you get three toppings without a charge and then you whatever charge you, after uh, that yeah that way you can get pepperoni sausage and wow. onions and then whatever you want if you want to build a pizza that weighs five pounds <laughs> that's up to you but it's not going to cook when you get more than five items on a pizza it doesn't cook right but we'll make it for you were you ever a chef online no you never were but no. you i've been in the restaurant industry since i was uh, really young and i went to college and um i was a bartender in college and paid my way for call through college bartending um, and then i went to work for airmark campus dining i worked for tgi fridays back in the day when they made their own food oh yeah i opened 150 applebee's when i was in college 
You opened 150 Applebee's. We were the, I was well, a you were in the college. team, yeah. That was what we would do is we'd go away in the summers and open restaurants. One, we'd spend a week there, open it, spend a week after open, and then go to the next one and open the next is one. Is that part from the college? That's what you're... That was, no, that was just my, how I made it. Oh, that was how you did it. You weren't, like, taking culinary things or anything? No, but I started working for Aramark Campus Dining, and one of the gentlemen that I work with, that I ran the campus, and he was my chef. He was a corporate chef for Aramark, and he was a James, James Beard Award winner. And uh, I learned a lot from him. So, no, I did not go to culinary school, but uh, it's not also I have experience, yes. But did you go to where you, you just learned the business of how to run a restaurant, a hotel, and uh, no, all that? No, actually, I have a degree in finance and accounting. And so, I mean, those things are very helpful in trying to figure out where your costs and your problems are. So Right. So you're a left-brain guy. That's just, that's amazing. So, because all the finance, anybody that does that finance and all that, but my sister's all left brain. She's a CPA, and she knows all about that stuff. And I, and I go like, um, what do what do CPAs do to have fun? What is it you have fun? And uh, she says they don't. We don't. We don't. We all we care about is the numbers. That's all we care about. So I was a I was a finance and accounting major when I graduated from college, and. Um, I went into banking and financial institutions when I was right out of school, and I absolutely hated it. And um, in fact, I was living in Gainesville, Florida, and one of my old restaurant uh, regional managers uh, came into or saw me eating at a restaurant and asked me why I was in Gainesville because I'm from Tallahassee. I graduated from Florida State, so that's oh, okay. a rival city. And I told him where I was working, and he offered me a job running a restaurant in in Gainesville for more than I was making as a banker and. I was like, I like working in restaurants, so I've been in it ever since. I see because a lot of people are so scared of restaurants now, especially now, uh, because they just feel like the economy, the atmosphere socially, and all that, and going through the pandemic, uh, having a restaurant would kill you. I don't think so. I think it's actually the opposite, and I think it has more to do with your demographic that you target. Um, we try to make our restaurant um, catered towards the female and make sure that they're happy. Because if you're, I mean, I used to, I worked for Hooters back in the day. I ran the whole region for Houston, and I told them they're campaigning and everything that they do is back is is backwards. And if so, you how can did get you the woman it? to come in? Right. Then the man will follow. So right. having a bunch of girls running around in short shorts and dressed inappropriately is not the way to get it. To, to market into a into a population the right way to do it is to find the woman and make her happy enough to where she'll go there and her husband still likes it so <laughs> i mean if i'm out and you're going on a date and i say to my wife hey where do you want to go and she doesn't say and pacific yard house isn't on that list mm -hmm. then i just lost that customer no that, i think that's true but but i mean of all the just the a woman the way the woman thinks is that i don't want my husband around all these women that look so much better than i do and you're saying that if how would you make it where they would feel comfortable and walking in there there's a re there's a way to be i mean any any employee that you have can be attractive or can be um it's when you know it's basic 
basically, I mean, how you put yourself together every day. And if you're doing that, then you don't have to be a beautiful person if you're giving good service. You have to be an average person that gives great service. And if right. you do better than that and you, you know, if you look appropriately and you're paying attention to the woman first and not the man, and make sure that, you know, that you're catering to both of the couple, not just one. It, sure. it makes it to where you're, you're all of a sudden wanting to come to us because we give better service or you, not even the service is better, but I try to talk to our servers about, hey, the expectation of the guests needs to be set when they sit down. So if we're running 30-minute ticket times, you need to tell the guests that, hey, things are taking a little bit longer than normal. Yes. I'd like to suggest that you get an order of chips and queso or something that comes out fast while you're looking at the menu. That, now, that's brilliant. Cold, that's good. Let me get you a cold beer. And, um, you know, it's going to be a little bit longer than normal. Just And then that way they're, oh, I don't have time. Okay. Well, then you probably shouldn't eat here today. <laughs> you should, you go, should ahead probably go home. come back to a little bit later. I mean, or at least the expectation is set. I mean, part of the issue that we've had always in the past is we do live music at 9 o'clock. So if you come in after 8.30, the restaurant's full. So there's no place to sit. And since we have music, no one's going to come in. No one's going to get up. So mm -hmm. if you're not in your seat at 8.30 at night, you're not going to get one. Oh, my word. Did so they... that's why we put the patio on to make sure. That yeah, to make sure happen. that. Well, that was smart. That was smart. But not I... everybody wants to listen to the music, and the people that don't can sit on the patio. It's still a great place to sit. And it's covered and air conditioning controlled. And You do? Yeah. Uh, it's got AC and heating, and there's televisions out there, and there's music, and it's different from the music on the stage. We it's can a closed-in patio? Oh, yeah, okay. Closed. oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, and there's lights. It's beautiful out there. Yeah. That's great. Well, it, I mean, that's very enticing, and I don't mean to dwell on this, but... So how did you turn it around at Hooters to make the women come in? Oh, I just I decided that wasn't the concept for me. I left. Oh, you left? Okay. Because yeah, they weren't going to. I'm no longer Hooters. <laughs> I figured their business model was broken. It was never going to get any better, and they're going to struggle. They, well, I think that's, that's I, I mean, I remember people talking about how great the wings are. you got to go get the wings. The wings are great. I said, I'm not going to walk into a Hooters. They went, no. It's not like that. It's not. It's not like that at all. Okay. Their their conception of what it was like. I mean, a lot of people's well, and conception. And that's where they're trying it. to. And that's where I feel like they're trying to change the demographic. But I mean, the business model was created to sell beer. Anyway, it's not the same. It's to me. It's a. It's a outdated concept. And the biases that are there are there for a reason. And if you're that way, then mm -hmm. you be that way. Quit trying to be a family restaurant. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, there's all the ways. Applebee's. But um, when you when you started at uh, Pacific, did you think that you, the entertainment part of it was going to be such a big deal? Um, I didn't. I was not a fan of the music. In fact, when I got there, there was someone else that was booking the music. And um, it was just too expensive for me to justify the expenditure on the music. So I took a different approach and went to playing more local artists. And then we do featured bands and stuff instead of trying to run big bands all the time. We're not a dosey do We don't try to be yeah. We're a good place to come and have fun with your family. And there's, a, there's music in the background. That's wonderful. Sometimes it's more than that. And we do cover, cover charge for those nights. And it is more of a buy your own, t buy your ticket. But I mean, restaurants make money by uh, turning tables over 
And when you're not turning tables over and people are sitting around for music, then you're not making money off the tables, you're making money off the music, and that's not our business model. So we try to do the music later in the evening so the restaurant people and crowd have gone and then the music starts. Right. That's not always conducive for business either. So. I mean, well, I mean, the people that come in, though, for the music find out about you guys and they may right. come back for the food. Right, or trivia or brunch. Yeah. Or, you know, it's all about trying to market to different um, segments of the population and you know if you can capture 50% of each segment segment and you're looking for different segments all the time right then you'll have 50% of 10 segments and now all of a sudden you're full and you need to build a patio well the, <laughs> the patio I'm gonna have to go see the bat patio because you talked so much about it. it must be great uh, but the the bar and the girls behind the bar um, you're just when I went in there a couple of times and the energy of those girls are great. I mean, they're they're very up. It's not even, they look like they they wish they weren't there. It's uh, everybody's having a good time. Now, how do you create something like that? I mean, I think it's a top down culture in any restaurant. Your people are only going to be as happy as you let them be. I mean, that's why we we do have shirts and stuff that people wear. But we're trying to introduce band shirts so they have a little bit variation and stuff they do. And um, I've, there's a theory that I learned at TGI Fridays a long time. It's the corner bar theory. And, you know, you try to introduce the guests that come in all the time to one another. So they're not just coming in to see the bartender. They're coming in to see the patrons, patrons rather. Um, and then... Wait, you've, you've taught the girls to introduce the patrons that are coming up to the bar? Right. And say, this is John, this is, yeah. hey, meet John. So, right. so, really? So you're not just coming to see me. If I can get you and John to come in all the time and talk to one another, then I don't have to talk to you anymore. Right, I right. can find someone else that's new. And, How, you know, the, and that's that's really interesting. The bar business drives the food sales and vice versa. I mean, we need to have, and, you know, that's why we, we try to focus on, we're a restaurant. But we're also a bar that sells really good food. Mm -hmm. uh, we're both. And finding the niche that people, you know, will, you know, you go to Pacific Yard House, you can find grilled salmon, you can find salmon, you know, we have steaks, we have pretty good chicken dishes, um, our wings are incredible, we have some, we've started trying to expand our appetizer menus, because I really feel, I feel, that that's the way that the, that the entire restaurant industry is going. So many people are, um, are going out into the market and buying food at home and taking it home. Right. Well, we don't want that. We want you to come in and have an experience. And to me, I feel like you, Pacific Yard House needs to be a two-hour vacation that you can come in and take at any time and get away from what's going on outside That's the world a, and forget where you are yeah. and have a beer and get some appetizers and listen to some music and then go home. That's what's going to make us differentiated from, I mean, if you go out and look at Chili's and all the other places I mean, where you just go and eat, right. if you can get that same food at home and not have a tip... <laughs> right. I mean, a lot of the, the new, the younger people today are going to do that, mm -hmm. and they're going to spend their their money at the at the bar or on something else or video games or whatever. But if we can make um, every time you come in the restaurant more of a more of a not a, just a place to go eat, but more of an experience, and that's why we'll why we'll be successful. Well, and the social part of it is is incredible, and in that you've you've honed in on that. That's really good. You've got all it's all sports on the. TVs, right? Is there in our restaurant? Yeah, is, we have a little bit of everything. What? What? We have a little bit of everything. You do? Mm -hmm. So, like, if is something is there's a chive television that's on it on there and Loop TV. Uh -huh. and some of our stations are set to that. There's beer menus um, that flash on the televisions, 
And it's amazing because like Loop Television and Chive TV, I kind of did it as a joke because I didn't think it was going to be, um, I thought it was gonna, not going to work. And so I put one in and I'm we're, we're playing basketball games and all kinds of stuff. And I'm looking at the bar and half the people are watching Chive Television don't even pay attention to the game. That's what I was and wondering. The female yeah. audiences and the children that are watching the Chive TV, so the husband can watch the game. Right. And I'm like, that's that's valuable. That's that's great. And you just the thought of that all like by yourself. Yeah. No. Because I've never I seen that before. That if you watch your guests, you'll figure out what they like. You don't have to talk to them. That would be wonderful. The other thing I, I remember going into restaurants and they had every there was sports on everything, and I went, um, "Do y'all ever put news on?" And they went. No, no, we do not put news on. We could, we don't want people fighting and getting upset, because Luby's would put like CNN in one part of the restaurant and they'd put Fox in, in the other. It was just, it was funny, uh, because they were trying to keep people, you know, entertained. But it, right. it was like that's so hard that's to do. That's one of the things that we try to, I try to do is look around the restaurant and look and see how many people are watching their phones and what they're not doing, what they're doing. I go to a normal restaurant and half the people are watching their phone and there's about 25% of the people that, that are in our restaurant watching their phone. And as long as we can stay above the average of people not looking at their phone, and then we're going to be the only place that really you're going to go and conversate with other people. And that's one it's of the reasons we're trying to gravitate away from some of the bigger bands on Fridays because on Friday nights, most people want to go out and you know party with their friends and stuff right and if we have the loud music at seven, you know early in the evening then they can't do that so that is that's so true that. but you've got your tables are great that you've got far enough away from the the stage that people can still sit at and and go and go out to the outside outside and <laughs> sort of outside you can know, you still listen can you still listen to the band? i guess the band can be heard I mean, you can't help but listen to the band sometimes yeah. but i mean we can play the same music that's on the stage in that little room uh, just through the speakers and you can still hear it no matter what there's still doors and no matter how we try to stop the noise coming out in the patio we really don't need music out there when the bands are playing but um i mean but it's fun i mean i, I think that you've got a good uh, balance of the people that are working there and how it's they they're very helpful to me and uh and very sweet and all that so i just and i i really appreciate that and trying to find you and they went, oh, Teak. Oh. I was probably standing right in front of you doing something. I was probably working on something else. <laughs> no, they, no, they all knew where you were. It happens. They all said, "He's, you have to go back there. So, so okay. Uh, but it is, it's a huge place, but it's not too bad. It's cozy in the way that you've got it. The decorations, the decor of it is really great. Right. So I think well, you, you. you've got something beautiful there. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. I, I think we, oh, we're, oh, we're almost we're almost there. We'll go. We'll go ahead and do a uh, a break and then come back, and that will be great. Okay. Um, again, we're talking to Teak Daniels, right? Mm-hmm. It is Daniel, and uh, with the Pacific House, Pac- Pacific, Pacific Yard, House. Yard House. I don't want to Pacific people, House. You know, so many people call us Pacific Yard, and I mean, I'm just like accepting it at this point. I mean, <laughs> Pacific Yard House, and uh, no, it's it's beautiful. And they got great food. Uh, you know, great entertainment on Tuesday. I mean, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or is it Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and sometimes on Sunday. Right during football season, we don't play music on Sunday because there's too many playoff games and stuff. So. Oh yeah. And don't do, right. Yeah, we do. Uh, we have the NFL package on Sundays, which is almost over. The NFL. I mean, the playoffs start next week, so. 
Well, that's where that's where you got to go. But we've got great places to eat in Conroe. But this really? is the place that's hidden right by the railroad track. You gotta go. You gotta go see them. Uh, Pacific Yard House. Thank you. He mailed it to me. I, Yard House. Okay. All right, guys. Uh, thank you very much, T, for being here. I really appreciate you. Uh, we'll be right back, and, and we'll just say goodbye in just a minute. Uh, Wooten Financial Plan Group, thank you so much for being here. Every week, people ask the same two questions. Are they ready to retire? Will their savings last for their lifetimes? Hi, this is Chris Wooten with Wooten Financial Group. Our firm has been in Montgomery County for decades, but the hopes and dreams of the people we serve never change. We help answer these two questions and many more that people have about their uncertain financial future. We have a simple introductory client experience that allows us to get to know the client and includes a few meetings for the client to kick the tires at no charge. We provide a concise, one-page summary that helps the client get a better handle on which questions are the right questions for them. To learn more about Wooten Financial Group's process in helping their clients to a clearer financial future and to see their contact information, visit Cindy Cochran's show page on IRLoneStar.com forward slash TCCS. Wooten Financial Group is a proud sponsor of the Cindy Cochran Show. Wooten Financial Group is available by phone at 936-449-5952 or visit them on the web at www.wootenfinancial.com. That's www dot w-o-o-t-t-o-n financial.com second saturday divorce workshop provides unbiased information to help you understand your options and move forward with your life this divorce workshop is for you if you are contemplating divorce in the process of divorce already filed for divorce or post-divorce you will explore the emotional, legal, and financial aspects of divorce from professionals who have guided others through divorce. For more information on this divorce workshop, contact SecondSaturdayWoodlands.com or call 832-375-0900. Does your company have needs that can be met by an employee who is dependable, hardworking, enthusiastic, motivated, cooperative, respectful, and punctual? Conroe Independent School District Special Education Department can meet your needs by connecting you with potential employees that have been preparing for a lifetime of employment. We have numerous individuals seeking paid and unpaid work experiences. If your company is interested in seeing how we can meet your business needs, call Conroe ISD Special Education Department to find the best employees for you at 936-709-7671. This program is sponsored by the Wooten Financial Group. It is not the intent of Wooten Financial Group to render or offer personalized investment advice or financial planning advice through this radio program or any related website. Wooten Financial Group's participation in this program is limited to providing general information on financial matters and should not be construed as financial recommendation or investment advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Game Plan Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission and the State of Texas. Insurance services are offered through Wooten Financial Group, Inc. Game Plan Advisors and Wooten Financial Group, Inc. are affiliated through common ownership and neither firm is affiliated with The Cindy Cochran Show. No listener should assume that any information presented and or made available on this program 
serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized individual advice from Game Plan Advisors, Wooten Financial Group, or any of their representatives. Did you know that there are over 153 million orphans in the world today? The sad reality is 99% of those kids will likely never be adopted. Core Love is an organization right here in Conroe that takes care of orphan children in Haiti, Honduras, and India. We bring the love of Jesus by providing their six basic needs of clean water, proper food, health care, education, job skills, and a loving home. Visit corelove.org. That's C-O-R-E-L-U-V dot org. Will you help defend the orphan? And you're back on the Cindy Cochran Show, sponsored by Wooten Financial Group. Yes, Chris Wooten uh, is just waiting for your call, so you guys... Be sure and call 936. Hey, I thought I had it all memorized. 449-5952. And uh, they'll be glad to help you out with your financial planning and and make you feel safe and secure and sleep better at night. That's my claim. Wonderful. That's just my claim. Anyway, okay, uh, Richard didn't get to say very much, did you? This no, it was fun. He had a lot to say. So, uh, at least you want to go eat there. I know, I'm hungry. And check now. out this patio. Uh, all I want to do is go see the patio. I'm going I'm or go. order like a hundred pizzas to go. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm kidding. Teak. Richard came up with that. Uh, no, but, uh, have you ever eaten there, Cindy? No, I know. You need to check it out. I, we've I'm I've been there several times. I've done their dueling pianos. Yeah, which you have to order your tickets online and make sure you order them fast because I made okay. the mistake of going to a friend's house at 10 a.m. to help him with something and. He's like, hey, did you order the tickets? I was like, no, I'll order them when we're done fixing the deck. And when we fixed the deck around 2 o'clock, I got on there, gone. Sold out. And I was like, oh. how do they sell it within two hours? Like, what is going on? That's so, amazing. Uh, but they have cool events like that. They're ticketed. And then they also just, it's overall a good restaurant to bring anybody well, to. I want to know, meet the person whose mouth's big enough to take a bite of that burger that they put out. They have got a picture no, of the huge. burger. It's good grief. So anyway, okay, guys, so we'll be here tomorrow. Uh, We're going to be with Jeff Berger, B-E-R-G-E-R. He is the pastor at the First Baptist uh, Church Conroe, and we're going to talk to him. I can't wait to listen to what he has to impart to us. So you be with us, and uh, first responders, we love you, and you know what? God loves you more. Bye-bye. We'll see you tomorrow.